0: Welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. There is an old song that goes something like this. I'm just a poor, wayfaring stranger traveling through this world below. There is no sickness, no toil, no danger in that bright land to which I go. That is a song possibly dating back to 1784, 1784 sung by residents of the Appalachian Mountains, those pioneers that knew what hardship and sickness and labor and toil was all about. But they, as they sang that old spiritual, they were looking for somewhere else, to a bright land where there wasn't all of that hardship and danger and toil and sickness. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, is a verse that refers to those who are believers as aliens and strangers. Aliens and strangers, that means that, that uh, these people are in a country that is not their own, a country that is not their permanent dwelling place. In that context, he was talking to people that literally were in that situation. They were in a country that wasn't their own. They were fleeing persecution. But also, not only literally, but figuratively, spiritually, they were aliens and strangers. And we who are believers, we who are followers of Jesus Christ, we really are aliens. We really are strangers. We really are temporary residents of this earth. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 13 through 16 say this, all these died in faith. Now the the these is that list, that well-known list in Hebrews 11 of of the people of faith. They all died in faith without receiving the promises. And it's talking about uh, the looking forward to uh, the Messiah, looking forward to a way of salvation, but having seen them and welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. And that would be us as well. Verse 14 says, "...for those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own." And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, that would be their temporary country, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. A better country, a heavenly one a a better city prepared by God for them. And the them there is not only those who are listed in Hebrews 11, but it is every person who by faith has trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and has become a truly converted follower of Christ. All of us are included in that statement. Uh, We are those who have a better country, a heavenly one that has been prepared for us by Almighty God. Our real home is beyond this life on Earth. Now I realize that there are those weirdos, those uh, those cult leaders that uh, take a group of people up on a mountain and have them sell everything, and they're waiting for for uh, this appearing of of God of Jesus or or one was waiting for spaceships to come take them. We're not talking about strange things like that. We are talking about what the Scriptures, the reliable, inspired Word of God t- tells us. And the Scriptures give us a glimpse of our future home, of of our permanent home beyond the life on, on this earth. And, and as we look at these various Scriptures, we get that glimpse. It is just a glimpse. You know, people uh, claim to have had... Uh, near death or after death experiences and come back uh, from it and they 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 will talk about it and write books and go on television shows and all of that. Well, I want to encourage you to be really careful about uh, buying into all of that. Uh, that's just another human being uninspired by God um, as scriptures are that's it's trying to tell you what heaven's going to be like, what our home is like. But I want to tell you, if you want an authoritative, good glimpse of our home, you got to go to the scriptures. And although we don't get the whole picture, he gives us enough of a glimpse to (laughs) let us know that it is a a place beyond our wildest dreams, beyond our our deepest imagination. And I have here uh, six things just that I've chosen to kind of uh, characterize what our future home is like, what our real home, what our ultimate home, what our permanent home is like as we walk on this earth. And and by the way, you know, uh, we here in the in the West, and particularly in the United States, uh, particularly, we have it so good, relatively speaking, um, and and we live in uh, abundance. We live in comfort, relatively speaking. Now, I realize there are people that struggle, and there are many people that struggle, but not like uh, folks around the world where their lives are literally in danger all the time, and they they may have one raggedy pair of clothes and they may eat one meal a day if they're if they're uh blessed in that way and and on and on it goes deep poverty we don't actually know that kind of suffering as a rule as a rule in the west so we've gotten pretty comfortable with this temporary home and as a result in general the church of Jesus Christ in in the west uh, are because they're comfortable with their temporary home they don't think a whole lot about the future home those that aren't comfortable in this temporary home those that are suffering those that are suffering deprivation and poverty and 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 um, and persecution and so on uh, they're more motivated to look toward that more permanent home and so I would say to those that may be listening to this podcast that are in that situation take heart because I want to give you what the Word of God says. And I would say to the majority of the people listening to this podcast that are in that comfortable, relatively comfortable situation, listen up. Listen up. Don't get too comfortable with this temporary home because there's something so much better, so very much better. Let me give you about six quick things that will help us to get a glimpse of our future home. First of all, the Scriptures teach us that our future home is the Father's house the Father's house in John chapter 14. We get uh, a picture of Jesus on the night before He died. Um, He was talking to these brokenhearted disciples, followers of His, and He says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so the father's house uh, was reflective of that culture when a father would build a house and have a family and they would grow up and, and they would go get a mate and get married. he would add apartments onto that house and after a while that, that extended house was like a little compound where the whole extended family lived together and Jesus was using that picture to say, uh, "Heaven is my father's house," and there are many dwelling places, there are many apartments there are many abodes there in heaven right in the presence of the father's house, but we're all. Going going to live together in the father's house in the presence of Jesus. He said he said that where I am there you may be also. And in Revelation chapter 21 verse 3, we are told that uh, God will dwell among us. As a matter of fact, as I, as I turn there, let me just read that verse. The Bible says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and He will dwell among them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself will be among them. So we will be in the Father's house, in the presence of Jesus, uh, in the presence of Almighty God Himself. That alone makes heaven heaven. That alone make. Right now we walk by faith, not by sight. But one day, with our very eyes and our glorified bodies, we will be able to behold Jesus and be in the presence of Almighty God the Father. But then, uh, a second thing about this home in the future is it's a place of a different environment. Uh, we are told in Revelation twenty one one that there will be no more sea. Well, well, something like three quarters of the Earth's surface is covered now in in um. In the in, in water and and there is a whole uh, there's a whole hydrological cir- uh, uh, cycle, but but uh, in that day there be no more sea that that hydrological cir- cycle will not be will not be necessary, a different environment. Scriptures tell us in t- Revelation twenty-one twenty-three that there's no sun, and t- verse 25 that there'll be no more night. No sun because the glory of the Father will illuminate things. No more night uh, in verse 25. And in Revelation 22 verse 5 we read this, "...and there will be no longer any night, and they will have no need of the light of a lamp nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them." And they will reign forever and ever. And so it'll be a whole different environment than what we're used to here. And then the Scriptures teach us that in our home, there'll be no sin, no sinners, and no curse. Revelation 21, 27, 22, 15. Revelation 22, 3 uh, talks about all of that. Now, I don't have time on this podcast to read every one of those verses, but I would encourage you to go read Revelation chapters 21 and 22, and you'll get a picture of what I'm talking about here. No longer any sin, no sinners, uh, no curse. And you know, we live right now under the curse of sin, and we don't even know what it's like. The burden that the curse of sin uh, brings will be lifted then. Revelation 22 verse 3 gives us that fourth thing. We will serve God. You see, it won't be about sitting on clouds, wearing robes and having wings and playing harps (laughs) for all of eternity. Not at all. But we will actually be gainfully employed in serving the Lord minus the curse. Work will be a joy and it'll be a joy to work and serve the Lord for all of eternity. We will be productive in our new home. Can you imagine that going to work because you really want to and working without the labor and toil uh, and all of the pain that comes from work here on this earth? be wonderful romans 8 29 tells us we are predestined to be conformed to the image of jesus and once we get there we will be just like jesus now i don't mean we'll become divine or deity that is not true but we'll have that uh of that uh, uh glorified body and 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 we will no longer be in sin And we will be walking in total righteousness, conformed to Jesus. Finally, we will have glorified immortal bodies. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 55. And again, I wish I had time to read the, the entire thing, but verse 53 says, For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and when this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? And when we get to our home, there'll be no more of this nasty thing we call death. And we'll be in those glorified mortal bodies. And you can kind of get a little glimpse of that when you study the post-resurrected Jesus. Uh, when you see the resurrected Jesus, you get a small glimpse of what a glorified body would look like. Well, I hope this has just kind of whetted your appetite today to look more closely and, and more deeply into our future home. Folks... You need to know where you're going and and you need that to actually control how you live. And so on the next podcast, make sure you come back and listen to the next podcast, Podcast 223, where we're going to talk about how the thought of this future home should affect us right now in our temporary home. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope.